Hello and welcome to episode 65 of Yagmoth Soap Opera. You can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. I'm Andy, and I'm joined by the regular co-host of Cronin, a.k.a. Josh. And returning to the mic this week, we have Montolio, and a.k.a. Andy. Zach can't I sadly make it. Hey, how you doing, guys? Um, Zach can't make it this week. Um, I think this is the first ever YSI recorded in his absence. Uh, but we've got some great news. Uh, not only is the league in full flow, We've managed to fire not one, but two classic daily events. So this week we're going to have a look through on uh, the round three in the league, have a quick look at the current standings. Uh, both Josh and Andy have got their round four matches to talk about, and then we'll dive straight in and have a look at those daily events, have a look at what went 4-0 and in the first daily event to fire in what seems like months. Um, we will also round out with... Um, a spotlight this time with Naoto, um, who incidentally goes 4-0 and in, in, in one of these daily events. So, without further ado, guys, shall we jump in and have a quick look at the round three results? Yeah, we should note uh, we nearly fired a third daily in a row this morning. That's absolutely crazy. I mean, uh, a drought for such a long period of time and then two come along at once. Um, and what's really encouraging that we'll get to in a minute is that a lot of the guys that were in the queue or made the money... Um, uh, are new to classic, new to the format, so fingers crossed um, that this is the start of um, you know a bit of a, a rebirth for classic, and and uh, hopefully, hopefully we can keep the momentum going and fire fire more and more daily events. But before we get sidetracked on on those exciting daily events, let's have a look at the round three results. So do you want to lead us in here, Andy? Yeah, round three, we've got, first off, we've got Kuribo, who's running his affinity build, and he's up against, Zach would always say, that one that rolls right off your tongue, Magic Player 20031014, who's playing four-color Snapcaster Control. And, yeah, it actually looks like the Magic Player won this one. And, uh, yeah. Good um, stuff, good stuff. I think Kuribo dropped, so I'm not sure if that result, if they actually played, or if that was just because he dropped, so... Yeah, good point. I did read something about that on CQ, so it could very well be just a okay. eye on that one. Next up, we've got Zach's match um, with his Snapcaster Control uh, deck against uh, Affinity. And we know from last time out that, that Zach won that game, um, thanks to uh, some sweet draws and some serenities to beat down the Affinity. Yeah, and you can watch that one on YouTube if you want. Yep, it's one of the future matches. Next up, we've got Cow Nose on Four Color Snapcaster Control uh, against Dark Times. And Cow Nose was able to win that one. Yep, let's chalk another victory up for Clan Magic Eternal. <laughs> Definitely. And next in line, we've got Mr. Slug360. So, once again, Four Color Delver, which is playing Excorpio, who's on Shoth, and Shoth was able to take that one down. Stuff. Next up, we've got another one of the feature matches. I think this was feature match number 11. Definitely worth checking out. It's Can Tripping with his Tendril Storms versus Blue Diamonds with the Show and, uh, Show and Storm deck. And they were three pretty interactive, good, fun games to watch, so check those out. Yeah, that was a very cool match. Uh, up next, we've got Calavera on Merfolk against Chris Cool on Green White Hate and... Merfolk actually ended up taking that one. You can also watch that match if you want. Yeah, slightly surprised that Merfolk won that without the uh, the islands to uh, get across the damage, and uh, some of the creatures in that in that Greenway Hate deck can easily trade with the Merfolk. So uh, yeah, good. Glad to see Calavera take it down though. Yeah, he was able to pump up some big flyers and and get by in that way. Good stuff. 
And uh, the tech, the techie innovative list of the tournament so far, the, the birthing pod shops, how did that get on, Andy? Yeah, Planet Walls playing his birthing pod shops versus Gain Banding on Four Color Delver. And uh, yeah, he's actually sitting second place on the Swiss currently after three rounds. Uh, Planet Walls took that one down. Who would have thought that from that deck when the uh, the deck flicks were spoiled and uh, everyone was like looking through there doing their homework and saw this wacky, uh, wacky build? Yeah, I think that this, uh, you know, uh, uh, with all due respect, I mean, it's kind of a half shops build, which is a powerful archetype. But, uh, you know, this could very well be a, a cause of, you know, not being exactly tuned for the meta. A lot of the decks that are coming up against this aren't prepared to deal with it. So it's, uh, you know, it seems to be having its way with quite a few decks. So good for him. Yeah, I love, I love innovation. I love that. Definitely. Looks good to me. Absolutely. Next up. Next up, we've got Doranoff on his Noble Fish deck versus uh, Digi84 with Stoneforge, and uh, it was the Noble Fish that took that took that match down. All right, up next we've got Philip J. Fry on his Belcher list against Naoto playing a three-color Welder Strix deck, and yeah, Naoto wrote this article up in Pure MTGO and uh, covered his round three and round four matches. They weren't able to get the round three match on for some reason, and Philip J. Fry was was out of town, so that, that match never actually took place. Oh, so that's just a concession there? It was, it was. That would have been a great match, though. Yeah. I would have to give Belcher an edge on that one. Yeah, I would think so, too. Uh, up next, we've got the Wild Dog on his Gush Delver list against Uvatha's three-color Noble Fish deck. And looks like Proving Wild Dog. to be Dug. a very, very good round for Clan Magic Eternal when you look at who, who's who's been winning in each <laughs> yeah, round. Yeah, it's going well so far. Yeah, definitely. Because um, ne next up was the Maniac on Green White Hate against the Cat Weasel's uh, game uh, Grizzle Shows, and again the Clan Magic Eternal player Cat Weasel took down the match. Well, let's keep that ball right on rolling, because next time we got Mr. Backguts, who is Clan Magic Eternal, on his uh, uh, stacks build, and he is playing Call One Me One Dragon with his four-color Delver, and the Bact was able to win that. So, yeah, that's fantastic. A... Yeah. Next up, we've got One Million Words uh, on Delver versus Xthoth Thirteen X on Metalworker Stacks, and the the Stacks player got the job done there. That's another feature match people can watch. Fantastic. I'm loving all these feature matches. It's a great entertainment. Good way of interacting with the league once you're done and dusted and no longer playing. And uh, yep. Yeah, learn, learn a few tricks along the way and uh, a few nice things to watch out for, especially when you're watching decks that you're not used to piloting or playing against yourself. So, yeah, it's good fun. I like the commentary on those guys. You're doing a good job. Thank you. And the next match was also another win for for, for Cronin and Clan Magic Eternal with his uh, his Delver deck taking down Uncle. And uh, we hope to have that as a future match, but it's not quite up there yet. Yeah, this match shows the power of uh, of lingering souls when you force the Delver deck to trade its cards for just one fourth of your lingering souls tokens. Yeah, lingering souls seems so good. <laughs> for sure and just for the viewers in case you're wondering this podcast is not biased towards clan magic eternal players in case you were wondering <laughs> <laughs> well clan magic eternal did not win the next match <laughs> yeah we've got followed up there we've got uh, alberto delf who's played his four color delver against uh, tim grand with his uh, uh model black god bless his soul he was um alberto tordoff was able to take that one down good stuff 
Uh, next was another one of these Delver versus Affinity builds, and this time the Affinity that got the job done, and that was uh, that was KS Less from the Freed from the Real podcast, uh, Games Master Thirty Two, beating out Enric. And up next we've got uh, Fishy Fellow on Shoth against Tim Irwin, who is the High Tide player, and looks like Shoth managed to take that one, which. I guess that's not that surprising. It's a little bit quicker, I think, of a combo. That's it, that's it. Continuing with the bias and the good times, uh, Clan Magic Eternal, Mr. Montolio, won the next round with his Metal Worker Stacks versus Dredge. How did that go for you? You just had enough hate from the sideboard? Yeah, I, I talked about it quite a bit, actually, last week in the podcast. Uh, yeah, I was able to shut him down with uh, with hate in games two and three and pretty much locked him down, locked him out with uh, uh, Metal Denial and Chalices that sort of thing, so uh, lay a line of the voids, so wasn't uh, too much of a workout there from that standpoint. Good stuff. And to keep the uh, <laughs> to keep the podcast balanced, uh, we have to now report a loss for Clan Magic Eternal Mooncan. Uh, his, <laughs> his Merfolk deck got done over by the Rising Storms. Good game, Oath. That was a very close game, too. It came down to whether Rising Storm flipped a dragon's breath or not. Wow, was that one of the feature matches? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one yet, so I'll have to check that one out. Cool, good stuff. And finally, wrapping it all up. Looks like we got Foil Tarmogoyf owns you on his good game Gristle Shoth against uh, the crispy one on Dredge. Fantastic. So, um, yeah, lots of good good times for Clan Magic Eternal. Um, lots of matches in the books. And if you click into the article and click the hyperlink, you can bring up the current standings after round three. And um, as we alluded to, Planet Walls is 3-0 and is uh, second place to Calaveros Merfolk at the moment. Um, so it's, it's looking good, looking good. Uh, the round four pairings are up, and guys, you've played your round four matches, haven't you? Yeah, we did. Yeah, do you want to talk, tell us a little bit about yours there, Josh? Sure, I actually ended up playing against an Affinity deck, uh, NCSU 31SB's deck. And, uh, yeah, it did not go well for me. He just was able to overrun me uh, with affinity creatures before I was I was close to a moat in game two which would have been pretty sweet but uh, just didn't end up getting there on that one would he have had any outs to a resolve moat? I don't think he has any uh, any flyers at all and no way well, to kill the probably no way to remove it either I mean deck yeah I don't I don't think in in the sideboard either well, that was good game I had to resolve that there was nothing you could do yeah Oh well, okay. And what about you, Andy? Did you win? Uh, yeah, I actually did. It was um, uh, a match against Slug360 with his four-color Delver. And uh, yeah, this was a really great game, guys. Um, I know that uh, Josh was able to record it, and I'm hoping that it becomes a feature match at some point. It's, it's definitely worth watching. It was a 40-minute uh, a uh, slugfest, no pun intended, and a really, really good game. Uh, we, uh, game one was kind of a, a back-and-forth um Punch fest, but I took a little bit of too much damage off my ancient tomb, which allowed him to to get a a delver through for the kill. And game three, game two and three were pretty much very similar matches where I was able to resolve uh, chalices at one and two, and uh, get some uh, tangle wires down just to you know to hold the fort down. I was uh, you know able to destroy a lot of his land and you know finally able to resolve some creatures, but really long drawn out matches and uh, extremely tight so a little bit lucky to get through it uh, I've now uh, 
phase two uh, four color delver builds in this tournament and uh, currently sitting three and one so feeling quite uh, fortuitous yeah, yeah that get was, up chin. sorry that was a brutal match i uh we'll hopefully get that one up there soon for people to check out good stuff and a three and one a good uh, good chance of making that top eight and uh qualifying from there uh how many how many rounds do we think there's going to be guys is it six rounds of swiss it is six good stuff good stuff so hopefully you can win out your next two uh two games um so now we move on to uh something that really really excites me um and it's the return of uh, daily events firing in classic um that's just yeah i'm pretty pretty stoked to see that happening um i'm not sure i'm not sure the reason um whether it's um league bringing uh, more uh, more attention to the format maybe it's just this excellent podcast um <laughs> or, may, or maybe it's the fact that m13 packs are a bit better value than the uh, the m12 regardless um the events fired some of the and... guys uh like our newest clan mate Blyven, uh along with i think fishy fellow and lord sapphire worked on it a bit uh really worked hard to to get people to come out to these, and they managed to fire two in one day, so it's pretty impressive. Uh, that's impressive, yeah. Anyway, um, the the winner, the 4-0 uh, player, um, is the guy that we have in the spotlight this week, and um, a very well-known name to Classic, a very strong player, and that's Naoto. Um, and he's running uh, basically a Delver of Secrets deck, but uh, He's got some interesting uh, main deck choices there, so I don't know if we should uh, should break this deck down and have a quick look at uh, what what's what's in there. But um, Temple Mastery is um, is a card that really uh, interests me. Um, it's a card we haven't really seen too much of in uh, in Classic at the moment, but uh, seems pretty good, pretty good, especially with the Delvers. Um, if you can get like uh, a couple of Delvers out, um, unflipped and um, maybe cast a mystical tutor and, and put the temporal mastery on top of the library you're then going to be flipping your delvers you're going to be taking an extra turn and attacking for a lot of damage sounds pretty sweet yeah i was going to say actually definitely on the temporal masteries but the card i am absolutely giddy over to see in this guy's deck and it has not made an appearance in classic before and it's one i've toiled with a little bit uh, in the tournament practice room is his sideboard two hunt masters of the fells how is that <laughs> for tech this guy is a delver eater hunt master if you can get that guy going uh, you know quite often as you know in classic you know uh, particularly in blue control people are passing turns back and forth quite often without making plays and so hunt master flips and uh, when he flips, he's dealing two damage, and it takes two spells to flip him back, at which point you're gaining life and another token. Two token. I, I think it's that's the most exciting tech for me. And I actually saw a match where he had it going, and it was good for him. He's also got a uh, Sylvan Library, which is definitely a powerful card, but we don't see much of in Classic. No, no, no we don't. Um, well, Sylvan... Sylvan Library is um, spoiler to be in the Commander Arsenal set that's coming out uh, later in the year um, as a foil. So it'll be interesting to see what else is in that set from a, a Magic Online point of view. That's um, basically a Commander product, but um, be a good way to pick up Sylvan Library, but also maybe some other really juicy cards for Classic. For sure, yeah. So I think next up at uh, three and one, we've got a guy we've seen around before uh, named First Alpha. And this guy is running a three-color fish deck, 
which is also pretty new to Classic because he's running two Edric Spy Masters of Trust. Uh, he's got the Scavenging Ooze in there, and the most different being is the Four Shardless Agent, which is also a Commander product and has seen no play in Classic to my knowledge. So, really neat duck. It's got meddling mages as well, which we don't often see, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, sure. and in the sideboard, some uh, some interesting tech there with the Serenities uh, and uh, Acquire. You don't see many people playing Acquire in Classic. What is Acquire again, Andy? Um, it's it's kind of like bribery, um, but rather than um, being able to search your opponent's uh, library for a um, a creature with a with Acquire, you can. Um, you can go and steal um, an artifact from your opponent's library and put it into play. Oh, okay. Um, so it's the same same casting cost as bribery, three colorless and two blue. Um, yeah, it just enables you to go and uh, steal an artifact. So I, I guess that, that has some, some relevance when people are packing things like Blightsteel Colossus. Yeah, that seems good. <laughs> Uh, it's um, also running three. I just noticed here three main deck graph diggers. I'd be curious to know how this deck, uh, you know how he uh, how he likes it. Looks like it went well for him. Yeah. Uh, up next, uh, we've got a clanmate, Cat Weasel. She's on her show and tell oath build that she has yep. added Gristlebrand to recently and. She's more of a good game build, is she not? She's got two show and tells. Yeah, she's breath. also got the Dragon's Breath. It's kind of a hybrid between the two decks. Yeah, she seems to really favor playing uh, playing Aether Druids. You can often find uh, that as her first deck choice. Pretty yeah, sweet. I don't think sweet. I've ever seen her play anything different, truth be told, but... Well yeah. done. It went yeah. well. <laughs> and then, excitingly, rounding out the, uh, the money slots is... Uh, a player who uh, we we, th we assume is uh, is new to classic or uh, running on an alternate account, um, consecutive mage, and uh, consecutive mage chose to bring a pretty stock version of um, of dredge to the table um, to go three and one. Well, Woodfall, Woodfall Primus is in stock. True, true. Woodfall, Woodfall Primus is the uh, as the target on the dread return. Um, Different seems. Uh... Seems pretty good, um, and there's a couple of main deck emerald charms as well. So that's the uh, that was the first daily event they fired, and to be honest, guys, I'd have been happy with that. But uh, as an added bonus, um, managed to fire another one as well. Um, yeah, and this, you want to focus? this second one actually fired with 18 people, so uh, we actually have two four and O lists here. Holy that God. that's sweet in itself. So do you want to talk us through the first one? Yeah, the first one is. Uh, Huffy Henry, we saw him around through some of the winter events, and it looks like he chose to bring in a Merfolk build. Yeah, this is a pretty standard build here. He, uh, the one thing he doesn't, he hasn't moved over to, he's still got the Marrow Rajiris instead of the... Master of the Pearl. But he does have Master as well, oh, so he doesn't have a... Uh, I don't know what he doesn't have, because he's got Coral Helms. Yeah, no, this is pretty good. Like, you look at this uh, in comparison with someone like Calavera. I, I believe Calavera's actually subbed out a couple cards for, like, main deck um, uh, Graf Digger. And it killed the Drake as well, that's right, yeah. 
a pretty standard list. Yeah. And he's also got the walker mount front mounter and the sideboard as well, which I'm assuming is uh, for Oath, which I we were seeing around the winter events, which is pretty good tech. Yep. Yeah. So, just a quick side note here, Andy. If you're if you're sitting down with your shops build and you see Merfolk on the other side of the table, um, aside from Aether Vial, are you, are you too concerned? Uh, yes, I am. Yeah, because uh, you know it's um, Fish is an extremely fast deck, and I've had difficulty playing it in the past. It's you know the, the land walking feature is just one feature of Fish, right? You know they just build upon each other really quickly. So quite often it can get out of control before you can actually build up a solid army to fight them. So, you know, same as any type of uh, uh, my approach to fish decks is uh, I need to get those chalices down really quick or, you know, uh, um, the Trinisphere type approach to it. Otherwise it can just get away because I don't have near the, the creature concentration, Andy. Good stuff. They, good stuff. Ah, it's good, good to get an insight into that. Um, next up's a guy who uh, is in the league and that's... Uh, NS, NCSU31SB um, going 4 and 0 as uh, as Josh said we had enough players to put two people into the uh, the 4 and 0 bracket and he's running uh, running dredge um, opting to cram in lotus battles there for um, diversity out of the sideboard and also just to be a little bit more explosive there with the dread returns and with the fate so, stitcher yeah and the fate stitcher as well so looks pretty good yeah it looks uh, like uh, the sun titan list that we've seen quite a bit over the last several months. Yeah, Dredge might actually get a little bit easier to play in the new client because they've introduced uh, a, a slight variation now where you rather than having to click on all your zombie tokens you can just right click and select attack with all. <laughs> so it might actually be a little bit easier to play. Okay. You're assuming anyone ever actually makes them attack with all their zombie tokens. True, true. <laughs> <laughs> There's always one. Yep. So next up at three and one, we have Fishy Fellow, and he's actually just running a trademark of the mill show deck uh, with the four emeralds in it, three show and tells, and uh, of course the channel bam. So he's also got a steel sabotage in there, which is a little bit different, I suppose. And yeah, I remember when Zach was brewing this up for classic for the first time when he took down Emmog uh, second league. Um, oh. It was pretty cool. Um, I was so excited about it once we'd seen there. Uh, a vintage build running uh, running channel into Emrakul, and uh, yeah, it was really good just to brew it all up. But it's one of the only decks in Classic that um, can think of that, that, that runs four Mystical Tutor. Yeah, well, such a good card. Yeah, it's kind of surprising with all the miracles that have come out that we haven't seen more Mystical Tutors yet. Totally, they go hand in hand together. Yeah, I'm sure it's only a matter of time before somebody brews that up. Um, I mean, looking in the Otos list where he had that Singleton um, Temple Mastery there, you can see that really gaining uh, gaining value by having more Mystical Tutors in the deck as well. So maybe that's the next uh, next innovation there, next uh, sure. next place to go to. So um, next up, um, a guy I'm not sure that he's in the league, but he's been around Classic before, and that's Pat Lamb, and uh, he's running. Um, a brew of, uh, of of shops which we've not really seen too much of recently and that's the old uh, slash panther builds um, where you just try and go really really aggressive and get the job done quickly um, I don't know we talked about the different variants of shops last time out um, but this uh, this version doesn't have room for tangle wire um, instead it's just uh, all-out aggression 
Um, it looks like a pretty, pretty nice looking build. Uh, I was talking to Josh a little bit before the podcast started. I, the, the one thing that kind of jumps out to me as being a little bit different is he's running the two main deck duplicates. Uh, I don't think that's usually run of the mill in, um, in a Slash Panther. He's also running the four Metamorphs. So, yeah, it's, um, looks like a pretty nice build, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, like, what, what what's your view on on the main deck duplicate? Um, as the format shifted, where that's a good call? Yeah, I mean, duplicate's a great card. I mean, uh, you know, where the big guys say that it would hit is you know against uh, Oath of Druids. Of course, it's a very good card in that matchup. And you know, Tinker Blade Steel removes that. But uh, you know, it's not something that uh, I've considered running in my decks you know, when you're running up against so many fish type builds cheap creatures i've kind of it's phased out a little bit for me but it's still a very good card and you know another place it shines is when you're in the mirror match you know against uh, another stacks build duplicate is a house of a card so good stuff um, i like it but it's not something that i'm currently running it's, certainly respect the card great great and then rounding it all out is um another member of clan magic eternal the wild dog and the wild dog is on Delva with Grim Lavamancer. Yeah, he's got Grim Lavamancers and Quirion Dryads and Snapcasters and, and a Tenny of Agony as well. I'm sorry, yeah, he's got the Gush Bond engine. He's got so. the Gush Bond engine into Tendrils of Agony as an alternate win or a way to close our game. And just grow that Quirion Dryad quickly. True. I actually don't think I've seen that that build in classic before with a with a storm kill with uh with the fish package delver package have you guys i've seen it some in the tp room um i don't think i've seen it with like uh grim lava mancers at all that seems pretty good in a delver filled environment that was good enough to make three and one so good cool stuff deck. yeah definitely um, anyway, next up we've uh, we've got the community spotlight, and uh, as we've alluded to already, it's uh, it's Neoto in the spotlight. Do you want to talk us through this one, Josh? Sure. We've got uh, we've got Neoto, like you said, who's basically our well. If we still had Classic Player of the Year, he's our points leader right now, um, and he is from Singapore. And that's why he always plays the island. Uh, there's an island in client that the art shows Singapore, so that's the one you'll always see him playing. Good uh, stuff. We asked how he became interested in Classic, and he said he's always been a fan of Vintage, but he didn't have enough resources to uh, get into playing Vintage, so he started playing Singleton formats. And eventually he moved into Classic Online, and Classic has been kind to him, so he's stuck around, and Looks like he just keeps rocking out wins. What a guy. Yeah. Um, if he could play any deck, what would it be? He said uh, he loves to play decks with Gush in it. And uh, he would always play Force of Will in his deck, basically. Uh, he said he learned his lesson from the CQ League to never leave Gush out anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and his favorite accomplishments revolve around uh, some of the tournaments he's won. He's won uh, Force of Will. I, I imagine that was in the winter events. 
Yeah. Um, you want to foil force a wheel in the uh, the championship series of the uh, the winter events. I remember that. He's, he's lost he's, the final to old Bob. Oh yeah. He's also on a foil and a non-foil Tarmogoyf, and I know you wrote an article when you did that. I'm not sure what events those were in. Um, he won a foil Masters Edition 2 set, foil promo Vendillion Click, and uh, he said, just like vintage players have their list of pieces of power that they've won, he has his list of things he's won on Moto, so... That's really cool, and some of those those uh, prizes that he's won there are pretty high value ticket stuff. So yep. good to him. He's he's a great player. Um, and one other thing that you didn't touch on, which is worth mentioning, is that he's got his own uh, blog uh, where he keeps uh, keeps us up to date with what he's been doing in classic and in in real life. So that's worth checking out as well, guys. Um, if you want to find that, you just have to uh, Google something like uh, Bop Wog Dodge, <laughs> um, and you'll you'll find that uh, that that blog by Naoto. In addition, also, he writes um, you know, quite informative articles on Classic, on uh, Pure, which um, uh, are really good reads for those of you who have checked them out. So, take yeah, a peek. yeah. And he, he really is a, a great, friendly guy and uh, is a real credit to, to Classic. So. Absolutely. Definitely. Uh, next up in the article, we've got the feature matches. Uh, these can also all be found on YouTube under the Clan Magic Eternal YouTube account. Um, be sure to subscribe and keep checking out those. Um, the guys have been doing a great job um, recording and commentating on several really interesting feature matches. I think we're up to, what, 11 or 12 now? And uh, really good entertainment, um, good way of keeping in touch with the league. And yeah, hopefully more and more will get added as, uh, as, as, the, as the league progresses. Hopefully we'll try and get most of the coverage of the top eight. That would be fantastic. Yeah, that's all happening on one day, so we'll have to decide how we want to actually cover that. True. I think the top eight's just a single day event, isn't it? Is that right? I hadn't appreciated that. I think so. I think Enderfall gave a date for it. Yeah, we should also give a big shout out to Enderfall, who's uh, been doing really well in organizing the uh, the, the pairings and, and keeping the tournament ticking along. And as far as I know, we've not had any issues so far with the running of the event. Yeah, I haven't seen any hiccups at all. Uh, I was also going to say there, guys, uh, you know, for those of you that are in the league, uh, please feel free to contact any of us if you'd like to have your match recorded and uh, have it up as a future match on the, uh, the uh, CME uh, YouTube site and uh, as well with our articles. Uh, yeah, we should also mention, I don't think we've mentioned it on the podcast yet, uh, regarding the prize support that WotC kicked in. Oh, yeah. So I thought people might be interested in that if they're looking to get into the league. There's some additional prizes that Wizards uh, kicked in for each season of the league. Um, and the first season, which is underway now, is is all Masks, Mercadian, uh, the, the whole Masks block booster packs that they did. So first place yeah. in these actually gets a whopping 18 booster packs. That's really impressive. Um, really good price support there from Moxie. Um, Acadian Masks packs are trading in around sort of four and a half, five ticket mark. Um, so that's a nice, uh, nice tidy addition to the winner's prize there. If uh, they're getting 18 packs, yeah, uh, then um, almost 100 bucks worth in prizes. Yeah, 80 to 100 tickets worth of, of boosters there, in addition to what's on on offer from the um, the the support from. Uh, various sponsors and also donations from the community. Um, we should also mention um, it's been a couple of nice uh, 
spicy sponsorships from uh, a couple of bot owners as well. Um, most recently, um, our, our um, podcast um, sponsor, MTGO Traders, has added uh, 100 tickets to the to the league prize pool. Nice, Heath. Yeah, so, yeah prizes are becoming really very impressive at this point. Yeah, definitely. And if anyone's uh, thinking of getting into Classic or uh, interested in winning some good EV tournaments, then make sure you uh, make sure you stay tuned on the Classic Quarter, um, which is the classicquarter.com, and that will be where all of the information about the the league will be uh, will be documented. And um, although the, although we're well into season one, uh, season th season two won't be too far behind. Yeah, and there's. Uh, great boosters for each one of the seasons. Season 2 has uh, Urza's block packs from Wizards, Season 3 has Tempest block, and Season 4 has Mirage blocks, so it's all good classic uh, booster draft sets, and hopefully we'll see some uh, some events put up for those booster drafts. I I'm hoping they put up like 4322s like they do for some of the old sets, and people can actually play with those as well. Yeah, I think one of the nice things that, uh, you know, about the uh, sponsorship from WOTC here is that they're recognizing that, you know, the classic community uh, wants classic-related, uh, you know, boosters. Uh, it'd be really nice now if they could transfer this to daily events so we can get paid out in, you know, classic uh, boosters versus things like M13. So uh, I think that's good news as well. Yeah, they yeah. really tailor these prizes to exactly what people in the tournament would want. And I, and I hope that they appreciate also the amount of uh, coverage that the league's uh, generated with uh, several articles, um, all the YouTube videos, the podcast, um, coverage over at the Classic Quarter. Uh, it's really good just to kind of um, have all that information available for one player run tournament. Well, it's fantastic. I, I think I was telling Josh the other day, I got all excited. I opened up uh, uh, Pure and the three articles for that day were all related to the, uh, this, the Classic League Invitational. There was Naodos, there was YSO, and there was also one of uh, Kaya's articles. So, really exciting. All right. Do you guys have anything else for the week? Well, we had uh, we had Andy on last week, and um, I plugged him quite a lot about his shops build. But the other aspect of his game is uh, buying and collecting uh, chase foils. And um, I, I wondered if we should just have a quick speculation about uh, about what the foils are going to. Um, happened to, what's going to happen to the foil prices with the new client being released? Well, it, my feeling is, or not only my feeling, my hopes are that you know things are going to change. Uh, you know, obviously for those that have been on the new new client, the foils really do look quite terrible, and it's hard to justify owning foils uh, with their current pricing when on a client like that. But I recall, Andy, when we got V three. The foils looked the exact same way. They were just terrible looking. You know, they'd taken the foil swish off some of the older ones, and uh, you know, it was kind of a, a duller gleam to them. And you know, the exact same conversation was happening at that time as well. And uh, you know, with enough uh, griping and complaining, they converted them back. So that's my hopes that uh, you know things are going to change, and uh, you know, foil prices are going to remain static. In the event it doesn't change, well. I would suspect that there's a fair share of people that are going to sell their foil collections because it's just not worth it, hurting prices. Yeah, it's a shame. I, I do have I do have hope and expectation that um, 
things will with it will evolve and change within the the, the wide beta for the new client. Um, played a few games in the new client and have uh, really enjoyed the way that the um, the dual screen works and how the matches play out. But um, there's some other areas of the of the new client that that needs to be tweaked and improved. Yeah, hopefully it'll be easily fixable for them. Um, I know they're taking a lot of comments from people. And hopefully it'll be a good experience for people and we can move on to bigger and better things after they release the new client here. Namely, nine cards that we're missing. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other topic, that one. Yeah. Uh, you know, guys, I think we have to remember with regards to the new client, this is, this is still an open beta. Like, there's any beta I've ever been involved with, there's, there's always glitches and things like that. And, you know, this is a work in progress, and we've all seen the, you know, the unending debate on ClassicOrder.com that, uh, you know, the dissent and, um, uh, you know, up from everybody not liking the client, it's going to get there. Uh, I think that they're going to do it right this time, and I think with uh, some patience and, you know, some good feedback that Watsi's going to do it right. Good stuff. And uh, next week we'll be uh, back with the podcast. We'll also be delving into the Return from Ravnica spoilers. Um, hopefully we'll uh, we'll have a, a good compilation of, of cards to look through. Um, and I think we may be welcoming back um, George, uh, aka Wiffy Penguin, for uh, a guest appearance on the show. So he'll be able to pick out some some gems and some terrible cards, just like <laughs> old times. Um, so that's something to look forward to. And. Um, Hopefully some of those cards will also um, help to shape Classic, like some of the most recent card printings uh, have done. Um, things like Delver have really, really shaken up the format, and uh, even even now there's still innovation coming through from the new sets, um, with, with things like Temporal Mastery still largely unexplored in the format. So it's exciting times to be involved in Classic, uh, ever-expanding card pool, and uh, daily events firing again. Um, we'll be back with you guys in... Uh, in seven days and hopefully by then we'll um we'll have got round four of the league in the book and uh hopefully heading towards our first um league top eight um to see who can lock themselves into that invitational uh, so guys unless you've got anything else uh to, to to mention this week all that remains to be done is to thank uh mtgotraders.com for sponsoring us and puremtgo.com for hosting us and we'll see you all next week sounds good see you later guys thanks for listening thanks Cheers. bye guys Bye-bye.